0: Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian and the Blues are in the best form that they've been in all season as they look to continue and build this winning streak. It's round 19 against the West Coast Eagles. There's a bit to cover in this build-up show. So let's get stuck in and start where we always love to start is, of course, our what do we want to see from the game segment. And look, after two weeks, of really impressive performances. I guess I only have one kind of criticism if I can even have one, which is we maybe to start games, haven't put our dominance on the scoreboard, particularly in that first quarter and really just have that quarter time siren go and think, wow, game's done. We haven't done that. Last week it was 10 points. The difference at quarter time against Port, against Frio, we did keep them goalless, but we only kicked four ourselves. We had a lot more opportunities to really kill that game than against Hawthorne. Again, a goalless term but we only kicked three. So we really haven't shut out a game so far during this run at quarter time. And I think against the Eagles, well, they're not doing well this season. Only got the one win. They're not in great form either. They've had a bit of an uptick in recent weeks, but it's a game we should be winning. It's a game we should be winning well. And to do that, if the game is over at quarter time, we start hot, put that dominance, put the pressure and, and hard work Get that reward, put it on the scoreboard, shut it out at quarter time. I think we're going to see a massive, massive win. And that's my little what do you want to see. But drop in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you want to see from this game. Obviously, it's a win, but if there's anything, anything specific, anything from a player, let me know in the comments. Or if you're listening to this in podcast form, whether you love to get into contact with us at so on social media at Navy Blue Corner, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Tweet at us, send us a DM at Navy Blue Corner. I'm keen to hear what you guys want to see from this game. And yeah, so just you know, come out, show that work rate and get it done. But this build-up show against West Coast, round 19, for me, we just can't take West Coast lightly. As soon as you go in with that mentality. I feel like you've lost the game and you can almost look at last week, look at Port Adelaide. They rested a few players that maybe could have played, made some changes, maybe they didn't need to. And look, we showed up to play and and sometimes that can be the difference, especially given how much it feels mentally um, and that that this mentality of, of how we're going about playing football at the moment, that that's been the big shift in our current form. It's been this, We need to go out there. We need to bring everything that we can to get a win. Everything's built on that work rate, the selflessness. That's the mentality for me. So if you go in thinking you've already got it won, that's when complacency will set in. And look, West Coast, look, they've been so horrifically bad this year. I don't think there's any other way to put it. So losing to them just really... Isn't an option. And we proved last week by beating that Premiership contender, style stacks up. We are good enough at our best and we can beat a good team. But sometimes that happens. You come up against a good team and you really bring the energy because you want that scalp. You can't just bring your best against good teams. You've got to do it against the worst too. And, and I think too many times I've seen. Carlton's sides, we bank bank a few wins. All of a sudden, this starts to get spoken about in the media. Oh, look how good Carlton is. There's a bit of expectation that gets built. They get cocky and they lose the game that they shouldn't be losing. And so for me, there's no excuses this week. You know, we've got some outs. Doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter if we're coming up against a good team. It doesn't matter now. No excuses this week against West Coast. Get the win and and to make finals. If you're looking at that ladder predictors are very popular at the moment to make finals. We can only really afford to lose what two games for the rest of the season. We've got some massive tests coming up. And, and so this just has to be the win or if we lose this game, is it, is it season done? If we lose to West coast, does that ruin the confidence and everything that we've built over the last month? Cause you know, we're fighting for our season really every single week now. And it's a scenario we put ourselves into. So, yeah, I guess a question for this game that I really want to ask you guys, everyone listening to this episode, everyone watching this episode, is what do you need from this game for you to be happy, for you to mark this game as a success? Is it as simple as just a win and continue the streak and, okay, good enough, tick the box, or does it come down to the performance and, in particular, and more importantly, The margin because when you're playing the bottom team a team that we beat by 108 points earlier this year away from home as well it's hard not to think that we need to kind of better that result and so interesting so yeah it's interesting to think i guess that last time we did play them charlie kicks nine we win by over 100 points first time in such a, a long time that we've done that and you think, okay, this is the moment that it clicks. We hadn't played good football up until then. We've just had this massive win against West Coast. Season's gone to turn around. And then we almost didn't win another game for God knows how long. I feel like I blacked out that first half of this season. And so it's a weird time to play them knowing that this time we're coming in with form. We've had our best month of football. Now – how do we get it done against West coast? Cause the, the expectations built now, whereas last time it wasn't there and we won by 108 points. So the expectation's bigger. We've got to better, this result. We can't just win by 108 points. It, it's got to be an even bigger statement now before maybe these bigger tests that we're, we're trying to almost jump past this West coast game. Cause you're seeing Collingwood, St. Kilda, Melbourne, you're seeing those potential bigger tests teams in that top eight or competing for finals. and, You can't really take your eye off West Coast. But in saying that, knowing that that's all there, it makes you want to make a big statement in this game. And so for me, answering that question that I've posed, is it just a win that's fine or do you need the big margin? I think with the context of our season right now, I just won't be satisfied unless it's that big margin win. You know, we're to continue this run of form, continue to set the standards of what a Carlton performance looks like. And, you know, there's a lot of wrongs I think we still really need to right for the rest of the year. Got a chance to win our fifth game in a row. And if we do that by over 50 points, that will be a feat. Five games in a row, you've got wins by over 50 points, a feat that has only ever been achieved twice in AFL VFL history by Geelong in 2008 and Geelong in 1989. So that would be a massive thing. And this is kind of, they're for us to get it done knowing how big teams have beaten West Coast by. The margins have been ridiculous. You even look at ours, 108 last time. And on top of that, you even take away the 50 points that's needed. If we just get a win, it will be the first time Carlton has had five wins in a row since the year 2000. A year that we ended up going on a 13-game undefeated streak. That's how long it's been since we won. Five, we strung five good wins in a row. That is absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, got to be a big margin. Get that record. Put our name into it. And Just get that momentum rolling. Get the fans up and about. But, yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Are you just happy with a win and that's enough? Or do you need the margin? And, and looking at West Coast, if we've got to do any kind of build up particularly on this contest. Look, I've been playing a little bit better. I guess recently, they're still not at a level that, that we should. And I have to repeat that should be worried about West coast. If we're being serious. And because of that, for me, this game is a little bit more about how we play and how we test ourselves rather than it being a test against West coast. If that makes any sense, I guess it's that, The questions of are we mature and and can we get it done? And, you know, are we even mature as a group to get it done without maybe a few leaders? And I'm not trying to make an excuse there. I said that earlier, but it's just another one of those tests. Your captain isn't there. Harry isn't there. Chera. Are we mature enough to get it done without them? Yeah. And, And there's that word again, I guess, expectation. As mentioned throughout this episode already, there's an expectation to win and win big. This group, and there's been that expectation, the test has come, we've kind of failed it. Is this the expectation and, and a test that's been as big as what we've faced in recent years? West Coast at home? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's definitely not. But the story of the game going in is do they show us that they've learned and do they bring that relentless pressure and selfless footy or do we go through the motions and almost expect the win, expect it all to happen and either get that unconvincing win or... Or do we drop the seemingly unlosable game? I hope we've learned that the way we've been playing footy, the way we've been winning games of football has been built off this work rate, relentless pressure, running for each other, the selflessness, and that you need to bring that. That starts from the intensity and what you're willing to bring to this contest. It's that mentality piece. If that's not there, if you think it's going to happen for you, then you're going to see the Carlton that you saw for most of this year. And so I'm praying that they've learned. And so how do we do it? How do we win big? And it goes back to the what do you want to see segment for me. Start strong, bring the pressure. Really overwhelm the Eagles. I think we, we've seen this return of the tough contested footy. Make them earn every single kick and then set up well defensively. Get the intercepts, get the rebounds, and rebound with confidence. Really attack the corridor and stream through them. If we start well, if we put the dominance on the scoreboard, this West Coast side for me just does not have the experience to handle it. And then I think if the game's practically out of reach a quarter time, then you'll probably, and this is pretty harsh, but you'll probably just break them mentally. And, you know, that's just kind of where the Eagles are right now. They'll improve in years to come. They'll be a better team. But right now, they're just not a team that is going to come back and fight when they're down by a massive, massive margin. I just think that they're a little bit more inexperienced. They don't have maybe the leaders that are at that stage in their career where they're in form and playing good football. That A lot of those people, players that were there when they won that premiership there in the tail end of their career. So they're in a bit of a tricky spot. And if we keep them in this contest, that's where the young team grows confidence. It's where they get their tail up. And maybe they'll scrap it out to the death. I mean, look at that Saint Kilda game. They didn't get the victory, but Saint Kilda kept them in it. And there was a chance that, you know, certain things go their way. Maybe they do get the victory there. So for me, if you shut this game out early, the game's done. So yeah, it goes back to the what do you want to see? And we'll go to another bit of a segment in this one, which kind of really undermines the the other talking points. Of this contest and its team changes. Now drop in the comments on YouTube, or if you listen to this in podcast form, head over to the socials at Navy Blue Corner and let me know the changes that you guys would have done. If you listened to the selection um table on Pominos on YouTube, you would have heard my proposed changes early this week. And well, There's only one real difference, and that's because of the Cripper injury. So I'll go through what I would have wanted to see, and that is, of course, Cowan in for Boyd. I think it makes sense. The most simple replacement there. Strong overhead, likes to take the game on, can run and use the ball well by foot. Best kind of halfback we have to replace Boyd. I then had uh, Hollands to come in for Harry, which I'll explain a little bit more in, in us answering the question, how do we function? Without Harry, it was basically to to allow for a bit more rotations and and keep the forward line small. Carroll then I had to come in for Chera. I think that with a Carroll, I would have liked to have seen what he is right now. He's had some good form in the twos and he's going to be a bit more of that future piece for us hopefully in years to come. Can play in the guts, can play on the wing, can play half forward add some versatility for some rotations to get some other guys in there. Just a bit of a look at, at what he could be because I think Cheryl will probably be there next week. Cripper will probably be there next week back in the team. It is West Coast. Maybe you can get a look at a Carroll. And then the other one coming in for Cripper is, of course, Paddy Dow. Is that next inside midfielder that we have, that clearance specialist in a way. So Dow would get his opportunity. But they weren't the changes that ended up happening. The changes that did happen at the moment are in Cowan, Dow, Ed, and Hollins. Out is Boyd, Chera, Cripps, and Mackay. The sub options at the moment, it will be one out of Honey, Marchbank, Young, and Bins. I guess to answer who I'd like the sub to be from that, it's Bins or Honey. Probably a lot more likely Bins, but I'm not sure if that 100% works, knowing we've already brought in Hollins. How many kind of wingers do you want to have? But I would love to see Bins get a go and, and see what he can offer. I know he can add to that high half forward rotation. He can kick goals. He's got that pace. This might be the game to, to see what he can do, or, or maybe a game to throw Hollands a bit more into that mid-rotation and see if he can do anything on the inside. I know he's quite of frame, but at an under-18 level, he definitely was a bit more of that. Not necessarily inside midfielder, but he was there at the center bounces. He wasn't just playing strictly wing. So I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of that. Honey, I guess, could offer something in that forward half, being that smaller forward. But from what I've seen this season, there hasn't been a lot. So yeah, give me bins to just offer something different. But my, my thoughts on the changes really, they're so similar. I guess it really just maybe wouldn't be Ed. It'd be Carol because we've seen Ed. We know what he can bring. And obviously the coaches, they see something that we probably don't. And it, it makes sense of someone that can play inside mid if you need that bigger, more experienced body. And and maybe there's that standard setting I, I touched on. And is this group mature enough to to handle the expectation and still continue to bring the relentless pressure that we've seen or are they going to think that this game is just going to be won nice and easy for them? So, so maybe that's why they brought Ed in, knowing Cripps is out, Mackay is out, Chera's not there. It's a bit of leadership taken away. Maybe they need Ed in there for that, and he can obviously offer something in that high half forward range. So I don't love it. I would have loved to have seen a Jack Carroll, but it's not the worst thing. And it is potentially only for one week, so I don't mind him coming in for that. But the big out this week that maybe creates the most questions. And I want to know your answers as well. I'm throwing a lot to you guys in this one, but it's, it's how do we function without Harry? He's out for potentially the season. Maybe if we make finals, he might end up coming back for that fingers crossed. And yeah, how do we get it done? Is there any other people that you would have liked to have seen come in this week? Maybe a Lemmy, maybe a Lewis Young, maybe a Marchbank. So we throw Gov forward. I'd like to know what solutions you guys came up with because for me, I think you kind of saw it work being a bit smaller last week against Port. So for me, kind of, I'm just happy to see more of that, more of the same. As I said, uh, actually, someone I might have liked to have seen that we won't see in this game is Cripper forward. And maybe that's something we can see in future weeks, but he's out this week, so we don't get to see it. But I think if you add more mid-rotations, more guys that can go through there, maybe like a, a I don't like saying it, but like a Dow or a Carroll, then you can allow Crippa some more time forward, be that tall target to at least bring the ball down to ground. But we won't see it this week, so that doesn't work. But I think with the inclusions of Hollands, it looks like it allows us to play, firstly, a Cottrell more forward. He can mark overhead. We've seen him what his run and carry can deliver for us. So I don't mind that. And then also Hollands on the wing allows a Doherty to rotate more on the ball, which that replaces Chera in a way, replaces Crips. I guess Ed can add to that run in that half forward as well to really stretch the West Coast defense. Can also function as that big body midfielder if required. Um, but yeah, I think without... Harry in there, going small, bringing more run and gun, just allows more space potentially. So I think yeah, if that, if that is the case, you then got Charlie that is going to be there. He can bring that ball down. He worked so hard in that in that Port Adelaide game to be that contest, be there with the outnumber and, and do everything he can to bring the ball to ground. So I think he just needs to do that this week. And off that, you then need the smalls, like I'm talking about too bring the hunt, bring that work rate at the fall of the ball. Maybe a Jesse Motlop gets on the end of it again this week. Maybe someone else steps up. So they need to be there, work hard, get to the drop of the ball, but also the other way, work incredibly hard to create the space for Charlie so we can be on those one-on-ones, really exploit the West Coast defense because they don't have a Jeremy McGovern there to be that classy interceptor for them. They lose that experienced guy down there, that maybe helps with not having Harry this week. If you're going to lose a, a key forward, it's nice that the opposition lose a key defender. Um, but, yeah, maybe this is where you get also need to get a bit more out of Jack Silvani, like we saw last week, you know? I'm not saying we need to get any more than we saw last week, but we just need that Jack Silvani. His work rate, everything that he was offering was incredible. And... What I like about Jack is the ability that he can, he showed he can play tall. He's got this incredible leap that he was showing in those rut contests, was bringing the ball to ground, making that contest, but then he was crafty and smart enough to win the ball at grounds level. And so if there is a bit of a pack that goes up, you saw him get a couple of those crumbing goals, more of that from Jack. And I think the forward line could be okay going forward. You might need to experiment a little bit more, but I think against West Coast, kind of keen to see them go small and see what they do. The amount of times those mids have been able to creep forward because of the space those high half forwards have been creating. I think that is another option for us in that forward line. Looking at the midfield though, how do we replace Chera and Cripps? And it's another one I think is a little bit simple in which Dow replaces Cripper the best he can. It'd be good to see, a, a, I guess, a full game from Dow. He wasn't great last week, if I'm honest. I thought he had a really, really down game being able to play the most footy he probably has for us. But I'm happy he gets his chance. What can he do? Can he be a bit more of a clearance specialist for us? It's a big opportunity. I um, I did say, if I'm going to mention it, on the selection table show on pommy Noz's YouTube channel, I said it would be Pete comedy if, we finally give Dow his first start of the season, only to sub him off at halftime, and still he only gets a half of football. And I guess seeing Bins as that potential sub this week makes me so tempted to really want to see that happen this week. Cause, you know, do you not play Dow? And is that kind of funny? Or do you start him and then sub him at halftime? I think that would just be hilarious from Bosse and probably something that speaking it into existence. It's probably something Vossi will do. Uh, but apart from Dow, he's kind of that Cripper cover. I think Hollands, as I mentioned, then gives Doc the more time on ball. Even Walsh, to an extent, he now doesn't really have to play any time on the wing. And if we do need more midfield help, you've got Ed Kerno that can go in there, I guess, if you need it. But what I'm really hoping to see more of is maybe Cunningham and Fogarty. And maybe there's someone else they want to throw in in there as well. Like a Hollands can get an opportunity. Maybe it's a Jack Martin. But I'd definitely like to see David Cunningham given more of an opportunity this week. Just to kind of see if he can be that clearance player that we saw earlier before a few of those bigger injuries. He had that burst through, that Essendon game springs to mind in particular that we still all talk about, about David Cunningham. So give him a bit more of a go and... I guess assuming that Cher and Cripps are probably just basically going to walk into this team next week, it kind of gives us a a free hit to test a few things. And I'm not saying do anything stupid. I don't want us to think again that these West Coast games are training drilled to try out something. But we're kind of forced in this because of these injuries to make some midfield rotations. So maybe we might stumble across something that can add another layer to this team for you know, the rest of the season while we try to fight for finals and definitely for years to come because sometimes that can happen. You're forced to, like last season, throw Doherty in the midfield and we went, oh shit, Doherty can play midfield if we need to. Adds a different layer, adds something different that we maybe didn't have in that rotation. So yeah, kind of excited to see what they do this week with a few big outs, but yeah. That's just about everything covered for this Round 19 West Coast Build-Up show. We've done the hard work. We've got to a situation where finals is again a realistic target. We got the upset last week against Port. So do not let the hard work go to waste. Keep it simple. Bring the pressure. Show us that the Colton we've seen last month. Is here to stay. That's the new standard. Get the win. Set up another big test against the Pies the following week. And look, if you enjoyed the pod, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, follow us wherever you listen. If you're listening in podcast form, you'll never miss an episode. And we'll be right back here next week to review a big win against the Eagles. Up the baggers. See you guys next time.